Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for today's podcast. We thank you for those who have tuned in. We continue to pray for unity within our nation. We pray for peace among our people. We pray for healing, both socially as well as the COVID-19 virus. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. As we continue to read and hear about racial inequality, the main theme that is condensing is that we are not treating each other like brothers and sisters. If you belong to Christ, this should not be a problem. But it is, and it has been, but it doesn't have to continue. In 1845, the Baptist church split into North and South over slavery. In 1995, the Southern Baptist Convention issued an official apology over slavery. 25 years later, and we are still trying to complete the unfinished business of establishing mutual respect. I submit to you that if those who profess to be Christians begin to treat each other like Christ wants us to treat each other, the world will take notice. So today my discussion is about the brethren or brothers. Now ladies, don't get offended. For the sake of this podcast, when I mention the brethren, I'm including you. I will add sisters where appropriate. Genesis 42 verses 3 and 4, it says, So Joseph's ten brothers went down to buy grain in Egypt. But Jacob did not send Joseph's brother, Benjamin. Wow, can you imagine growing up with twelve boys in the house? Now I have three brothers and three sisters, and I can tell you this. We were rambunctious. Now listen to what God says to Noah and his sons in Genesis 9, verses 5 and 6. It says, Surely for your lifeblood will I demand a reckoning. From the hand of every beast will I require it, and from the hand of every man. From the hand of every man's brother I will require the life of a man. Whoever sheds a man's blood will be shed. For in the image of God he made man. Folks, we are in the day of reckoning where the shedding of innocent blood must be accounted to God. Man is made in the image of God, and that includes all men. When human governments refuse to step in and bring peace through justice, man's depravity escalates. Now, the unintended consequences of no justice is bearing fruit planted many years ago. Until we learn that the person standing next to you, no matter what color, is still your brother, peace will be fleeting. Jesus teaches in Matthew 23, verses 8 and 9, that we are all brothers with one Father who is in heaven. But Christ had a warning to his listeners about giving anyone inappropriate honor. Ministers cannot give themselves title to elevate themselves above their brethren. Christ chose 12 apostles from a group of disciples and later added Paul. I'm apprehensive about any brother who takes the title apostle for themselves. Bishop, Elder, pastor, teacher, and minister are all titles in the Bible. Reverend is not a title. When folks wanted to call me Reverend Raglan, I objected because it is a title used at the denominational level, but the true title is minister, which is a servant. Instead of elevating self above the brethren, servant places themselves below the brethren. 
which brings me back to my lesson for today. Everyone wants to be served. You go to a nice restaurant, you expect to be served. You go to a nice hotel, fine service is expected. When you fly first class, you expect to get what you paid for. Christians should not have an attitude of being served all the time. When a person can look down on other people and still call themselves Christians, perhaps a check of their membership card is in order. Jesus says in Mark 10 and 45, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. My Christian friends, if Jesus came to serve and we are followers of him, then we must serve. If this concept is beyond you, then you're probably not a Christian. But as long as you are living, there's still time to change that attitude and become more like Jesus Christ. I received a call today, and during the discussion, the name Ty Osmond came up. Ty drowned last weekend, but it was not his death that made me add him to my podcast. It was his life. So what makes a successful businessman adopt the mantra, glorify God in everything you do? Ty loved people, and if we would have met, he would have loved me, and I would have loved him. Our brotherly spirits would have connected. This man took time out of his busy schedule to help widows, orphans, and Christian families who are trying to adopt. And he also ran a shelter in Honduras for orphan boys. That's what being a brother is all about. Ty followed Jesus' comment in Luke 8:21, which says, My mother and brethren are those which hear the word of God and do it. I'm curious how we can live in the world's richest country that's considered the breadbasket of the world and have hungry children wearing rags for clothes and growing up in generational poverty. President Lyndon Johnson declared war on poverty 56 years ago. And yes, churches are on the front lines today in that war. So what you're telling me is that between 1964, when the war on poverty was declared, and now, the United States government has spent over $700 billion to attack poverty. When you add the untold billions that churches and private sector funds that have been applied to the problem, and we still have children going to bed hungry, James 2 verses 15 and 16 declares, If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and be filled, but do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? My Christian comrades, God is holding this country accountable for taking his blessings, but not sharing those blessings with the brethren. So how is it that some people can have love for their brothers and sisters, while others can't find it in their hearts to love? Paul says this about the Thessalonian Christians in 1 Thessalonians 4 9. He writes, But concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. Now, of course, the key phrase is taught by God to love one another. Those who have been taught by God are easy to find. They are promoting peace and love for the brethren. What are you promoting? Listen to what is written in Romans 12, verses 9 through 18. This is a true checklist of Christianity. It says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, 
giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. My Christian brothers and sisters, these verses are a checklist of how to behave like a Christian. I implore you to reread these verses and put a yes or no checkmark after each directive to see how you're measuring up. Let's pray. Father, thank you for teaching us how to love according to your word. We continue to pray for unity among the brethren. Let the world see your love through us and how we treat one another. In Jesus' name, amen. I continue to ask you to find a good Bible teaching church, send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the donate button. Or you can mail your check to P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048. Or call us at 678-693-2204. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.